everyone. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong and welcome to Cracking Addiction with Laura Petrocek. Laura, we we're talking about the, the, the mnemonic give and we've worked out the G stands for gentle, genuine, interested. And we were, in the last episode, we we're just talking about validation. And I made the comment to you about how, you know, or the question really is, should one validate the invalid? And you actually said, yes, you do need to, you do need to validate the invalid. Just talk to me, talk to me more about that. Validating the invalid. How do you actually turn it around? Well, first of all, I would reframe it. Excuse me. I would say mm -hmm. validating their point of view. Yeah. Even though to you it's totally invalid and they're out to lunch with it, that's mm -hmm. their point of view. So right. if you want to continue having a respectful conversation and to try to get something resolved, or at least each of you heard, you're going to validate um, their opinion or their point of view. And then you come back with what's your feelings? What are you experiencing? Mm. How do you see the situation? So this reminds me of a point that was made, I think, by Napoleon Hill in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And in this, or in this, I think it is written that you can never argue your point against someone who disagrees with you. There's no point in arguing. Is mm. that true, do you think? I... I really do think that. That's why, again, I don't have politics or religion discussed at my dinner parties. Because so, but, but if, if, you, you can't. It's like a no-win situation on both sides. You both think you're right, and you're just yeah. locking heads. And then the rest of the people, you know, say, oh, I'm going to go outside. If you can't argue with anyone, and you can't, does that mean you can't disagree with anyone? You've got to validate all the time. No, I think it's like steps. Like arguing's up here doesn't really get you anywhere. Disagreeing, I think, is effective, especially if you mm. use this monomic um, as using give, being gentle, interested, mm. you know, feeding back their point of view, and then you sharing your own point of view and your mm. own feelings. And then hopefully at the end, maybe you're not agreeing, but you both feel heard, kind of agreeing to disagree if that's, you know, if that's what it turns out to be. But at least it's not contentious and you both are leaving with a bad feeling, not just about the conversation, but about each other. Yeah. You know, that agreeing to disagree reminds me of the fact that I have a fridge magnet on my fridge. It says, agreeing to disagree is just acknowledging that both of you think the other person is a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, There's a lot I of truth in fridge magnets. <laughs> there, <laughs> and there's some truth in that, um, uh, how should I say, definition. But, um, but see, it's not still, but agreeing to disagree is going to go over much better than the other definition. You know, which is getting into a fist the fight. other meaning. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. going to make the other person mad or push them away. Yeah. 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 So I suppose really then we need to start moving on to the E in the give mnemonic. What does the yes. E stand for again? 
E stands for easy manner, or what you mm. were uh, discussing in the first G, instead of give, it could also mean gentle. Mm. Um, so being decent, showing consideration to others. Mm. Uh, there's no need to necessarily be intense in most conversations, although some of us tend to go there very easily, especially uh, people who suffer from emotional dysregulation, they tend to go zero to a hundred very quickly and it's not helpful. It's not effective. Mm. So how could you stop yourself from, from getting to that point? You know, it's all very well saying, Oh, be easy, be, you know, be gentle, have an easy manner. But if you are someone who, you know, is, 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 is easily aroused. And if you're talking about perhaps an emotive subject, how can you actually just sit back? And... Well, then there's other tools I suggest to clients like breathing, do mm. some mindful breathing or box breathing, as you had mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes it helps to, you know, gently have your hands open on your lap mm. along with, uh, breathing because a lot of times when we're upset our breathing is shallow so do you know make sure you've had in your belly you're doing belly breathing and um also there's a point or there's a phrase i've heard how important is it like a lot of times we just feel we have to be right or we can't let others be right on minor issues mm. or inconsequential mm. matters but you know, I've learned sometimes, I mean, is it any skin off my back if they think, you know, the Giants won instead of the A's? No. They can yeah. just let that go. But we have such a culture, or at least in this, you know, country of being right. Even if it's about, you know, is it number one or number two, the most, mm. uh, you know, inane type of uh, situations. So, yeah, do I really have to argue my point? Can I just let it be? Okay, you think, you know, that our country was uh, not 1776, but was born in 1876. All right, let's just let it, you know. Like, I, I've learned to let more things go, and it really, you know, has made things smoother. I don't know for me, I don't know necessarily for them, but a part of it was, Oh no, if I'm not right, then I didn't quote win. Well, is that what conversations are? We, we win. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the spirit of that. And it's amazing. I, you, know, you let it go or just let the other person think they're right. It's kind mm -hmm. of amazing. I've gone, when I just, what it is, is getting your ego out of the way. Mm. It's like, okay, let them think the sky is red instead of blue. What do I care? Now, if it's a conversation, how we're going to raise our daughter. Now that's a different story, you know, but a lot of things just really are not that of importance. It's, they're not worth getting so upset about. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that really powerful people are the most easy people in this context because they don't have anything to prove. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or certainly in academic. Oh, go ahead. Certainly in academic circles, you know, when, when, when I'm having conversations with people and there's an expert in the room, and sometimes I am that expert and sometimes I'm not the expert, but certainly, all right, let me put it, let me make it more personal. When I'm the expert in the room and someone's arguing about it, a, a finer point of detail in, in my area of expertise, I don't care. Yeah. If they're trying to prove a point, I genuinely just, I'm switching off because I, you know, I, I know they're wrong. I just can't be bothered explaining it to them or, or they're trying to show off I, or grandstand. I just don't care. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's you're me doing being easy. I, I, I'm, I'm being easy because I just lose. I, I, I suppose really I'm losing interest, but I'm still pretending to be interested. Well, am I pretending to be interested? But the point I'm trying yeah, to make is are. that if, if, okay. if you if you're not emotionally wrought up in the outcome of the conversation, it's very easy to just sit back and be easy. Yes. Yeah. And that's sometimes the tough part I find for our patients. Yeah. To yeah. not be hooked like that. And if you're not okay. trying to get the validation of being seen to be right. Yeah. So I suppose easy also means not requiring the validation of being right in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which then wow. feeds back into self-esteem, doesn't it? Yeah, because people with lower self-esteem, you know, so much rides on being right. Or... Yeah. You know, I think about when you were sharing, well, people in power don't necessarily have to uh, show their right because of their position or say yeah. they're right. We had, you know, a president recently who with low self-esteem, along with other things, he, you know, Trump always had to be right. You know, yeah. whereas before him, President Obama was so even and you could scream or yell at him all day and he would come back calm as a cucumber. Yeah. You know, he would because he didn't have to get into it. Yeah. He knew, you know, he was secure within himself and okay, I'm the president, so what are you really gonna yeah. throw at me? So yes, I, I need to modify that statement about power power. It's not about power. It's oh, okay. about inner inner self esteem, isn't it? If you've got yeah. self esteem, you don't need to win that conversation or that argument. And you right. can sit back and be easy. Yeah. You could sit yeah. back, be easy. And that's another thing that helps. It's almost like going back to the stop skill. Sitting back yeah. is a way to take some of the power out of a charged yeah. conversation. Yeah. And also yeah. just to relax, like, who cares what these people are saying? You know, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But that's very hard, isn't it, to 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 get your body and your mindset into that if you are overwrought and if you are if you don't have uh, you know adequate self esteem and you really do feel you need to be you know you need to prove the point. But it you know in my experience, it's really obvious when people are are feeling that and they are trying to win the argument and they do actually diminish their standing if they if they do try and over egg their point. That's a good point. They do yeah. diminish the standing. They do. So actually, you end up in this vicious circle of trying to prove your worth and then destroying your worth and then trying to have to prove it again and again and again. And sometimes it can be excruciatingly embarrassing to watch. Yeah. Um, it can be very painful mm -hmm. to watch. You're right. Yeah. You know? 
And I think it's not just only, though, high self-esteem. It's another mnemonic. I forget what it is. But Dr. Linaham talks about, you know, did you get enough sleep, exercise, eating? So let's say. Is that the ABC, please? Yes. Very good. Thank you. The ABC, please. Yes. Let's say I just came off the plane from America going to Australia. Okay, I've been on a plane for 20 hours. I haven't slept very well. I'm totally jet lagged. I've just been eating peanuts. I'm hungry. And then we try to have a conversation, even though I feel I have high self-esteem, although I know you say otherwise sometimes. (laughs) But that conversation may not be as easy as if a few days later when I'm rested and used to the time zone change and you know, yeah, you know, yeah. a couple of excursions. And... So, yes, yeah, so really what I'm hearing is you have to take take into account context as well. And self-esteem yeah. is like resilience. It fluctuates. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, an immutable force. Yes. Not like the force in Star Wars. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's not a constant. You're right. No. Yeah. Exactly. So we've, I think we've got through the GIVE mnemonic in a number of episodes. Unfortunately, we've run out of time again, Laura, but I really wish that we can speak again soon on the role of DBT in the 12-step program. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Fergal, for having me. That's all for today, folks. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and this has been Cracking Addiction. Cracking Addiction.